0: Welcome to the Plant Spirit Podcast on connecting with plant consciousness and the healing wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Sarah Artemisia, and I am delighted to introduce our next guest to the show today. Emily Smith is a spiritual career coach who helps high achieving women find personal and career alignment and get clear and confident on the work and life that they love. Emily's also the host of the Plant Wisdom podcast and the author of Wholeness Within Insights from One Woman's Journey of Creating a Life and Career in Alignment. So, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So great to have you on the show. And I know when we first connected, it was. Unsurprisingly, over our mutual love of plants. And I know that you work very deeply with helping people, with helping women really come into this space of connection with the wholeness within. And in my own journey, plants have been so helpful in connecting with this space of wholeness within. And I'm curious, in your experience, how do plants really help you cultivate your intuition in all facets of life? And then also, in helping to lead to better decision-making?
1: Yeah, great question. So as you are well aware with this podcast, plants all have spiritual energy and they are always sending us messages, different energies. And when you build a relationship to plants this way, you start selecting plants, which can seem random, like you might pick up some rosemary or thyme or be drawn to different flowers for different reasons. But really, it's your intuition speaking to you like you could use this or this could be helpful. Um, So this really mimics the relationship you have with your own inner guidance and the universe and working with plants can help you build that muscle and grow your intuition alongside that. And in turn, this enables you to make better decisions. So you kind of go with what is leading your gut and you, you follow the signs of what is calling to you. And it's a lot easier than trying to think your way through and muscle your way through all your decisions.
0: So true. This time that we are currently in right now is such a time of great change on the planet. And from what I've been witnessing and experiencing with folks, it seems like there is such this huge invitation to let go of that, which no longer serves and to really embrace what is truly in alignment. And so I'm curious in your experience both with yourself and in working with people, what are some signs that you're in a life and career that doesn't serve you? Oh, yes, yeah. So
1: from my own experience, I've gone through this and looking back, I wish I knew the signs So I didn't stay in careers or situations for years and just cause so much pain to myself. And um, what I see with myself and with the women I work with is if you're in a career that's not right for you, a home, a city, a town, you really experience unproductive clashes with the people around you. So if it's work, it's with colleagues. And it's like you get in these little fights over nothing, it seems. And really, that's a bigger clue to this is not right for you. And it kind of builds up. But you might just chalk it up as like, oh, this is just these clashes I'm having. But it's just showing you like this is not in alignment for you right now. So that's one sign. Another is there's a lack of excitement or clarity around the impact you're making. So I just remember this for my own experience of being in a job that wasn't right for me, but looked so good on paper. I was helping multimillion dollar clients and flying around traveling and all that. But when I went into work, I just felt like what am I really doing here? Is this even making a difference? Does this even matter? There was just no excitement there, even though it felt very like it should be exciting. So if you really feel like you're not excited to go to work, to to be there every day, then that's a sign as well that you're not in the right career. And then similar to that, you'll have this unshakable feeling that something is off. So what you do with that feeling is you either ignore it or you do something about it. And most people will ignore it. And myself included used to drink to ignore that, used to just lose myself in relationships, social relationships, and try and cover it all up like shopping and all these other addictions. So that unshakable feeling that something is just not right is something that you really need to listen to. And anxiety can even be a side effect of that. So Anxiety, I always feel is an emotion that's telling us like something is off and needs our attention. So look to that feeling as well as something that shows that you're not in alignment. A huge one that I have gone through personally, I've seen so, so many women, it sounds like in the last five years go this through this is you have unexplained health issues. So like you're sick for unknown reasons and you just have a bug or something that won't go away. A lot of women that I see and for myself included um, have burnout. So, you know, you don't have energy to do anything and really think clearly. All these health issues, again, are just showing you your emotional bodies, your spiritual bodies. Those are out of balance and the physical body has to compensate for that. So if you have these unexplained health issues that aren't going away, that can be a deeper sign of something that's off. And another, the last sign I would say is like, you have a decline in your disposition and your mood. So you're not showing up as yourself in your relationships, like your partners comment on it. Your friends just notice like you're not your upbeat self. And when you're in the wrong company and environment, then that kind of bleeds into every area of your life. And because you're there most of the day. So if your energy is off and you're not feeling yourself, then you really want to look at that and think um, what is contributing to that feeling.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Thanks so much for bringing that up. I have totally experienced that multiple times over. The body speaks, the body speaks. Our somatic experiences. How we are feeling viscerally in the felt sense understanding of our reality, that is giving us so much information that there is so much wisdom in the body and what's currently happening with the body. And it can tell us, you know, where to look at. It can help us understand where are the imbalances that are happening in our life. And particularly, it can really point to what is it that needs to be healed in our life on all the levels that the body, to me, it feels like this incredible gateway into understanding. You know, where are the imbalances on the emotional, mental, and spiritual layers? And I've also found in my own experience and also in, in working with folks that this can often come at the beginning of a spiritual awakening. That Sometimes the body is a gateway, like dysfunction or illness or just things, something not working in the body, right, can often be this chapter one of the spiritual awakening, right? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like chapter five or something, but it's like a big chapter. It's a big pivotal turning point in the chapter. And so I'm curious in your experience, how is that connected to the experience of having a spiritual awakening and what does a spiritual awakening look like?
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I had that in my own experience uh, when I was working in New York city and I had gastritis, like I had stomach issues and I would go to the doctors and they would try and like do all these tests. And I was just doing this on and on. So I completely relate to that. And I agree, like that was the timing that I write in my book, the spiritual awakening was beginning. And it was just kind of showing me like, you're not where you need to be like, this isn't good for you. So basically, what a spiritual awakening does is illuminate everything in your life that is not right for you and what is out of alignment. So it's like, taking off this pair of glasses that have been dirty for so long and you're just wiping them clean. And then you see like, oh crap, this is not what I want to be doing. Like, how did I get here? And in a sense, you're seeing every idea, every belief, every decision, every feeling, even that you picked up that wasn't really from you. It was just from everyone around you, society, and that led you to where you are. And it wasn't really from your true self. So Spiritual awakening can really show you that you are living from the outside perspective, like the ego perspective. And like you were saying, it involves a crumbling of your old life, the old way of being um, in order to make way for the new. And a lot of times the only way that can happen is by showing you like with illness, like you need to slow down and you need to do something different. It can be triggered by all different challenges, but a lot of it is like moving job loss, financial collapse, um, grief, like death of a loved one. Um, those are all the ways of showing you like, here is a way to like get out of the rat race, be still, like get clear on what it is you need and want out of life.
0: Totally. That the crumbling and the falling away, which we are obviously experiencing <laughs> on a massive scale globally yes. right now, but it's exactly. like yeah, things are completely falling apart to make way for something really amazing. And new. And so on this level of, okay, so that's the macrocosm on the global scale, on the microcosm of the self, and particularly for folks who are feeling this need, it's the deep need to really bring the career path into alignment with the core self of who we really are. How can a spiritual awakening really change your career path?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a crumbling of everything around us as well in the collective. A spiritual awakening can show you where your values and purpose are not aligned to the work you're doing and the mark you're making in the world. So if you've felt uninspired and uncomfortable in your career, but you were able to ignore it for some time when you start to awaken to your soul and it just becomes too much to ignore at that point. So this is when you start to realize like, okay, I can't just go through the motions and I actually need to make a change now. So a career is like a whole inner journey. And this is what I work with clients on of designing your own career for yourself, because let's be real. Like you're not going to just go out and find what's out there again. And that's the whole decision-making process that got you into the career you didn't want. Like you're not going to do that. So you have to go within this time and get really clear on what it is you came to be here to do
0: in the world. Totally. That reminds me of that amazing Anais Nin quote. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Ah, Yeah, I love that quote. Such a good one. And I know so many of us are are feeling that and experiencing that right now. It's like, now is the time to blossom. Now is the time to really shine in our life's work and what we came here to do and helping to align our career path with that core aspect of who we are is so key to that. It's so key to that. And so I know that you're also an author of an incredible book called Wholeness Within, Insights from One Woman's Journey of Creating a Life and Career in Alignment. So absolutely incredible. Tell us a bit more about that book.
1: Yeah, definitely. So similar to what we've been talking about, it's about stepping out of the clearly laid path that society has given you and instead tuning within and accessing all parts of yourself so you can create a life and career in alignment. And it's based off of my own experience. So it's part memoir. Part framework to create this change in your life yourself. And, you know, as my friend, my friend Carol says, that writing a book is a hero's journey. And I really, really feel that in writing this book, I've brought all those pieces of myself together. And that is the intention behind it for the reader as well to have this framework and to learn from the awareness that I share that everything is already within you. You just need to tap into it. And that's how you create a life that you
0: love amazing. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. Yeah, and and particularly because right now we're in a time where the external reality is really loud. External opinions are really loud. You know, all you have to do is get on Instagram or social media and just see a million different opinions about a million different things. And so what are some practical tips that you'd have for folks who really want to start taking the next steps to connect with the wholeness within?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I Really, and I talk about this in the book, I think everyone should start with a meditation practice because this is how you're going to just get that presence, get that clarity and start to just become aware of your patterns and what needs shifting. And then from there, you can really easily create more changes when you're in this right state of emotion. Because for me, meditation was a way of like feeling everything that I hadn't felt um, my whole life and I just like buried away. And when you have all that emotion, all these negative beliefs in your energy body, it's so, so hard to really get connected with your soul and like what you're meant to be doing. So, any process like that, like meditation, breath work, as well, I talk about in the book, which is a clearing practice to get emotions out and released and able to like view them safely. Any practice like that. And as well, you know, working with plants is another way of, Accessing our emotions. So, the key here is to be present with ourselves so we can really access all the parts of ourselves and use that energy towards creating change.
0: Love that. Yeah. And I love that you just brought up that piece about the plants. How, in your experience, do plants help us safely access our emotions or safely bring the shadows forward to really look at them with compassion and heal and digest those experiences so that we can fully heal from them?
1: Yeah, I love that you say that. Plants are so loving and the plants that I work uh, with specifically are essential oils and um in one way because they work with the subconscious. So through your sense of smell, this is connected to your olfactory system in your nose and through that that's connected to the limbic system and the limbic system is also known as the seat of emotion. So this is like where our consciousness really lays and Smells can transport you to different places and times in your life because of that emotional association with them. So, when you intentionally work with oils or any type of plants, it's like this group of friends where each has a different quality of support and healing, uh, either emotionally or physically. So, I outline this process in the book, which I've learned from one of my favorite books called Essential Emotions. There's five stages of healing that plants can take you through. And it's very similar to a spiritual awakening where it's like you're bringing up these old core wounds and you're able to like see them. And then on the other side of that, you are clear on your purpose. So I love that plants allow us to safely come to terms with the emotions that can be buried in our subconscious and like a very, feminine way, very intuitive way, um, where it might not be possible just through talking about it or journaling about it. This is like living in our body and really embodying that emotion and changes.
0: Love that. And yeah, again, coming back to that aspect of the wisdom of the body, that there's so much wisdom in the body. And I also love how you brought up plants as friends. I totally feel that so deeply, love them so, so much. And I'm curious, how do the plant spirits really support you in your life's work?
1: Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I really, in the last five years, have developed a relationship with plants in many different ways. And starting with essential oils was really the path that I um, went on and I was just drawn to them. Like, you know, they find you when you need them. And they really helped me get in touch with that side of myself of receiving and, and knowing that there's someone, some energy, some part of nature that is always there that wants to help. So I really worked a lot with essential oils, partnered with different therapies like breath work, Reiki, working with coaches, self-development work. I think they work best when you're on a personal development journey. And it's, it's really hard to just use and work with them in a vacuum and just be like, okay, I'll just take some flower essences. But like, you're not actually like partnering that because they want to support the healing work that you do. So that's how I've found that they support me best when I'm already working on something and I take them in as like a boost and uh, they just boost the momentum.
0: Love that. Yeah. And and thanks so much for bringing that, for highlighting that, that piece of that piece of the relationship that it's, that it's not happening in a vacuum. It's not happening. The working with plants is so much more powerful when we shift out of that mindset or framework of okay I'm just going to take a pill for this kind of a thing that yeah. obviously in some contexts that can work really well but in the way of working with the plants that what the plants really love and what they can really best support with is when we are in deep relationship with them which is really coming into a state of mindful awareness or of just straight curiosity of like who are you and you know here's what's Ooh. going on for me and can we work together and, and can you help me with this that they absolutely love that and are so supportive of that Yeah. so Yeah. So tell us how can people find, find you and find out more about your work?
1: Yeah. So I have my website guide to wholeness and we can learn more about what I do and my work. I'm on LinkedIn daily. I I've really been focusing on that in the last six months. So find me on there, um, Emily Smith and everything will be on my website as well about the book and the podcast as well. So, and I'm on Instagram at guide to wholeness.
0: Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. And thanks so much for listening and joining us today on the Plant Spirit Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and please follow to subscribe, leave a review and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.